<laughs> it's cut to the chase at eight with Queen MC. That's me, Madison Chase. We are in the place and we're talking face to face. And so you're getting married. You're engaged. And oftentimes when we hear advice, it's from people who've been married for a while and or people who really have no empathy for you in where you're trying to grow to. So this episode, I want to talk about um, how do you prepare yourself to get engaged and or dating, uh, especially if you're doing it online. Like, what does that really look like? And who do you surround yourself with? in order to get the things that you desire. Uh, so stay tuned, we'll hear a word from our sponsor and then we'll jump right into it. Now that we heard a word from our sponsor, let's jump right into this conversation. So, interesting article, it is entitled, 10 tips to help you pick a good partner. The author is Barton Goldsmith, PhD, and he's an emotional fitness expert, which I think is great. This article is actually from 2011, or this is when it was actually posted. And so he gives you 10 tips. And one of the first tips I think is perfect. It says people will tell you exactly who they are. And Maya Angelou said this best. She was like, you have to listen and realize that people are showing you exactly who they are and they're not going to change. And I think it's important. He also says if someone says they're in a bad mood or don't know how to be monogamous, then you should listen. And that's been two of the instances of guys that I've dated where one great guy, he told me exactly what he thought, which I thought was a great quality, but also he essentially said, Whoever makes more money, then they get to make the decisions, regardless if that decision is to not be monogamous. So I was like, all right, thanks. Nice to meet you. Uh, And then the other person, uh, he was always in a bad mood and very moody and not really understanding. That's why I think therapy is so important um, for you to understand how you come across to people uh, and not take it very lightly uh, in terms of trying to fix everybody else instead of like really trying to understand why you still might be single. And sometimes it has nothing to do with your age. Sometimes it has everything to do with how you've been doing life and how your resistance to changing and being better. Okay, tip number two, it says take a test drive, go for an eight hour drive with your intended person, which I think is a great way uh, to get to know someone because after the attraction and after, um, you know, the physical attraction on both sides, and I think it should be both sides um, because I've heard more people give me advice. Oh, Madison, you know, you're being too picky. No, I want someone that I'm attracted to physically and that I want to have a conversation with. And sometimes it's not just the physical thing. Sometimes it's also the conversation. And if the person is not willing to grow, if they're setting their ways and they're not really willing to change. Um, So it goes on to say, whatever difficulties you may have will make themselves painfully obvious And this test is not for the faint of heart. (laughs) I guess eight hours could be a long time. 
It also says look for someone who is kind and loving. And if you're lucky, your partner will also have a family that taught him or her how to be that way. Having in-laws who treat you like a member of the family will make your life much nicer. And I totally want that as well. I want someone who's from a bigger family, a closer family, a close-knit family, because I think that's important too. And definitely someone whose parents are hopefully still together and hopefully they're still happily married and not just playing the part. Because I think oftentimes I've gotten advice from people who they're married, but sometimes uh, the, the quantity of time might be long, but the quality of the relationship may just be someone who is wearing a mask and covering it up uh, in terms of their happiness. Number four, make sure the person you're seeing doesn't smoke, even though this is not something I do. Uh, Even if you do, if he or she is a non-smoker, it may get you to stop. Think of it this way. You're choosing happiness over death. Uh, But in terms of this could be related to not just smoking, but any kind of addictive behavior, whether it's drinking, whether it's sex, sex or yeah, or food, uh, eating the wrong kinds of food, you know, I think in terms of lifestyle, uh, eating and what you eat is just as important to a longer life as well. Okay, number five, find someone you could talk to as time passes, the quality is more important than looks, money or position. If you can't talk to your partner or cry on his or her shoulder, it's not going to be a good match. And I totally agree with this, uh, especially in terms of women. I think it's important to find someone that you actually want to talk to and who's a good listener and who also remembers what you talk about and is concerned about the things that you're concerned about because that really ultimately is what what love is and or define what love is to you personally that they not only listen but they care about the things you care about and they're open to it because they in turn like love you uh, unconditionally. Number six, make sure you have the basics in common. For example, if one of you wants children and the other doesn't, it's probably a deal breaker. Spiritual and political differences can also be difficult to deal with. As we age, our feelings in these areas tend to intensify. And so I agree with that as well, you know, in terms of children. Um, If you want to have children, uh, if he doesn't want to have children and you do, then obviously that's not a match and you shouldn't compromise what your desires are uh, in terms of wanting to have children because he doesn't want to. Like, that's not a match. It's just perfect. You know, it makes perfect sense. And you shouldn't have to compromise on something that you want. Uh, because the other person doesn't, uh, just doesn't make sense. And why would you even contemplate being with someone long-term if you guys aren't on that same page? Uh, Number seven, make sure that you have enough differences that if you are unable to go out, you can still entertain each other. If someone is just like you, it might get a little boring as time goes by. I agree with that. Number eight, physical compatibility has more to do with touch than it does with sex. If you're a tactical person, you need to be with someone who shares that desire. People's desire for sex changes over a lifetime, but our need for touch remains fairly constant. Um, So yeah, I think that one's important too, uh, in terms of touch and intimacy and what the person, their sexual past is, because if you're someone who is less experienced and you're with someone who is, you know, ready to do tricks, 
<laughs> and add toys, then that might not be where you are. And or the person needs to understand, you know, your comfortability with those things. I think that makes sense too. Number nine, be aware of people who want to get married immediately. Engagements were created for a reason. They're used to call them hand fast and they lasted for a year and a day. Things move much quicker these days, but it's wise to know someone for at least six months before getting engaged. I agree with that. Number 10, find someone who makes you laugh. A sense of humor can help you overcome many of life's obstacles. If someone can make you smile when you don't feel like it, that's a great quality. But also, I think in terms of someone that can make you laugh, I think you also need to be careful of. I think when people use comedy, sometimes it's covering up the things that they don't really want to talk about. So making you laugh and then being a funny person, I think those are two different things. Definitely someone who has a sense of humor, but uh, possibly someone who isn't covering up their real truth with comedy. I think that is important as well. So thank you guys for listening and best of luck to you in uh, moving forward. But one of my personal suggestions as a a single woman is to actually um, make sure that you surround yourself with people who aren't going to try to influence you with their life experiences, Uh, but instead hear what your goals are and be willing to show you how to get there versus discouraging you because you want something that they may not have been able to achieve themselves. So uh, that's important too. I think in terms of sharing your dating life and or your dating stories with people who uh, don't have the best in mind for you and, you know, say things like, oh, you're just thirsty. Well, I think it's a natural desire uh, to want to get married and it should be a natural desire. And hopefully you're starting this journey uh, in your 30s. Definitely, I think 30 is a great age to uh, really start getting serious about getting married and uh, wanting to have babies. And uh, if you're a late bloomer, that's okay too. Uh, I think you have to be more sensitive and cautious about who you share your dating life with and your being single life with, uh, because that's just as important too. And I think uh, even more important, the older you are in this journey of, you know, your desire to get married. So thank you guys for listening. It is Cut to the Chase at 8 with me, Queen MC. Uh, It's Madison Chase, and we're in the place, and we just had a great conversation face-to-face. So check out that article if you want to read it in more detail. I've read most of it, but if you want to read it on your own and uh, definitely read some other articles by the author, I think. uh, Yeah, I'm going to check him out. I, I enjoyed that article. So thank you, guys, and we will chat tomorrow.